When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Here with my co-host, Dan Reese, for this week's By the Numbers. Uh, we're a day later than normal. Sorry about that. But we have uh, some good numbers for you. We hope to tell the story of the Ravens season. We're going to give you our interpretation of that. Dan, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right. Uh, you know, another rough uh, rough end to, to a game. Um, but uh, hoping this week we can turn it back around with uh, a win at home against Cleveland. Yeah, hard, hard game to lose. It was no fun. Uh, I always worry uh, uh, after a game like that, after a loss like that, where you dominate the game, you still lose, how I'm going to inflict myself upon other people that I'm around. You know, other people I like, like, say, Maureen. <laughs> I have to ride home on the train from uh, from New York, uh, do a lot of work with on the game afterwards, of course. And uh, it, it, it uh, there is a catharsis you kind of go through analyzing the game, I think. I don't know how you feel about it, Dan. If you look back at the game and watching all 22 or – scoring anything about the game makes you help feel better about it or get past it a little quicker? Yeah, you know, 
actually, I, I think out of the, out of the losses, I think I was okay with this one. You know, I, I was able to look at the positives of it. I think the team has just so many positives and they just, it's just the little things, little execution. And there's just so much potential that I think, um, you know, I was able to look at the positives this, this week, which was great. All right. Looking at my numbers, I think I've got about four out of five positives. And why don't I start the day here? Uh, 79% is my number. That's the number of perfectly blocked runs. Sorry, the percentage of perfectly blocked runs for Lamar Jackson this year. 31 of 39 desired runs have been quote unquote perfectly blocked. That designation is made by PFF, where it is a result of all players getting a blocking grade of zero or higher on the play. The Ravens lead the league in perfectly blocked plays with over 50% of their run plays uh, being that. And uh, have a great, I really want folks to tune into this YouTube video with Arjun Menon about this coming up. Uh, one you don't want to miss uh, that really kind of shows a lot of the value of Lamar Jackson and what's coming out of this. Uh, the next higher individual rates are Jalen Hurts at 70% and Kyler Murray at 48%. So 79 out of 70 is a big difference. 79 out of 48% at, at number three is incredible. Um, there's two things I would draw from this. One is that read QBs have more perfectly blocked runs and Lamar is the best at it. The second is you've heard me say now for several years that Lamar is the greatest athlete in terms of reading opponent leverage and has to be put in the category of, of other athletes like Muhammad Ali, Barry Sanders, Gail Sayers, others like that in terms of reading opponent leverage. I think this particular statistic is one of the best manifestations of this that i could show you yeah that's pretty wild to see uh you know not only just lamar but also all those quarterbacks uh you know to have them be so so highly uh have such a high percentage of perfectly blocked shows how much they're helping their o-line um you know not just uh you know their wide receivers or whatever but also helping the o-line so that's pretty cool yeah, they choose their play, and and if they're right more often than not, they're going to be well above the the average and what you see for a quarterback. But to see Lamar so far ahead of the other Reed quarterbacks, just wow. Yep. Yeah, pretty awesome. He's been great. He's a uh, he's been phenomenal rushing so far this year, and you know I just uh, hope he keeps keeps it up because it's such a huge component for him and the offense overall. So, um, all right, my first numbers are negative 3.65 and negative 8.76. I've got a little bit more of a negative uh, spin on some of my numbers this week, so you have to bear with me. So negative 3.65 is the EPA on the five penalties on the Ravens offense in week six, uh, four false starts and one illegal formation. Negative 8.76 is the total EPA on the 10 penalties for the Ravens in in week six. Uh, They've had more than negative seven, so at least at least seven in the negative uh, EPA and penalties for the last three weeks. It's really, um, you know, been putting them behind the eight ball, and uh, you know, putting them behind um, behind you know first and ten when starting at first and fifteen just really um, takes you completely off schedule uh, for the offense. And then the huge one was when it took away the first down at the end of the game. It was just, um, you know, just it's really, really rough. Um, and it's, it's kind of beating themselves. So it's something that they can solve. And, uh, and it'll be huge if they, they can turn that ar- around. 
you always look at the faster data and whatnot, but is is there a uh, expected win probability loss on that play you could relate to us? Because I'd really like to know just the illegal formation penalty alone. It looked like if they got that first down, they needed one more first down to win the game, probably. Even if they hadn't got another first down, if you run three plays, you punt it away, you probably are going to do no worse than a tie in that situation. Just right. a truly awfully costly penalty. Yeah, I don't have the the win uh, win probability on that one right now. But I'll, what I'll do is I'll I'll, I'll I'll respond to the um, to the posting on Twitter with it. So, um, but yeah, absolutely. Like you said, it's huge. Uh, completely swung the the win prob or the win chance um, based off of what was going on. So. All right. Outstanding. Uh, my next numbers are 32. And I'm going to say last. I don't have the actual number. It might have been 44th. It might have been 37th, but it was last and fifth. And that's Kenyon Drake, where he was in yards above replacement in his carry group. So he was, he's always been in the lower carry group. He hasn't quite pierced the higher carry group yet in terms of having enough for that. You need 47 carries right now. He has only 31 and he never made it in terms of the minimum number of carries. But he was the worst in terms of the number of yards below replacement he was after two weeks. Then he had a two-week hiatus as a healthy scratch, came back, and has had two amazing games that have improved his rush yards per game to 5.9 from 2.4. So over the last two weeks, he's rushed for 10.4 yards per carry. Um, Only a handful of running backs in the league have averaged one yard above replacement per rush. Uh, but Drake is now at 32 yards above replacement for the season on 31 rushes. So that's that's very good. And boy, I had Kenyon Drake written off. I don't know about you, but I think his his uh, success is coming from two elements here. One is the offensive line. He's really benefited as other runners have, as Lamar has from Ronnie Stanley being back and what he can contribute to the run game, not just the pass game. It's a big difference from a consecutive number of really bad performances at left tackle that, that just were hurting the Ravens pretty drastically. McCarry was okay those first couple of games. He wasn't okay then uh, uh, for six plays. And then Falele came in. It was really bad for two full games almost. Uh, then we had you know a mixed game where Stanley played 22 snaps and, and McCarry took the rest. That was okay. And then the, uh, uh, the, the, the game this last week with 50 snaps by Stanley was a big step forward, and the Ravens rushed for 211 yards. So the offensive line has been part of it. The other thing that's been part of it is Lamar's reads. And as per my last number with him having a 79% of perfectly blocked runs on his own, that means he's also probably reading very carefully and very effectively when the edge, an unblocked edge defender, is coming after him as opposed to the running back. And those running backs are getting some excellent reads as well. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a win for both, and it really um, – underscores the value of Lamar Jackson in terms of improving other players around him. I don't think Kenyon Drake is a great running back by any stretch, but you know he burst 30 yards untouched. I believe the first player to t- touch him was Ben Powers, the pulling left guard down in the end zone. So <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't any Giants player anyway. So, uh, you know, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, you know, he, he's really been uh, been something else the last couple of weeks. It, it's been pretty amazing. You hear all the coaches talk about, you know, getting – the legs underneath him and getting really uh, comfortable with the, the, the playbook. So I'm sure those, you know, some of that may be coach speak, but I do think some of it is probably true too. Um, and I do give a ton of credit to, to the O-line and Lamar, but I do even recall two plays that jump out to me um, where Kenny and Drake made great plays where he, one where he kind of bounced it outside run was designed in 
bounced it outside. So that's that's a great play by him. Speed, mm-hmm. you know, read, speed, everything. And then the other one was it was a run to the left. He got about, I don't know, five, ten yards down uh, on the outside, and then he made a jump cut, real, real nice tight jump cut inside. Um, and and you know, that's that's a big difference. You know, someone that's able to make uh, a, a simple move or not simple, a one move like that, that, that can add 10, 15 yards is, is a huge, huge thing uh, in the, you know, in the drives and, and ultimately resulting in points. So um, he's going to, he's going to have a big role coming up, I think with, um, with JK missing some time. So, um, you know, I, I hope he can keep it going. And um, it's really exciting to see what he's been able to do the last couple of weeks. Justice Hill coming back this week. Three running backs, probably Drake Hill and hopefully Edwards. We'll see this week too. Yeah, maybe Edwards instead of Davis. That'd be nice. So, all right. Uh, my second set of numbers is six, negative 26.4, and negative 0.99. Uh, so, so far, there have been six turnovers, uh, only counting interceptions and fumbles lost, not turnover on downs, uh, in the fourth quarter by the Ravens. Uh, those six turnovers have resulted in negative 26.4 EPA uh, on those six plays. So, and then those same six plays have resulted in negative 0.99 WPA, which is wins, uh, win probability added. So basically lost the, lost almost a full win uh, in, in win probability based on those six turnovers. Almost seems like it could be more than that, honestly, but, uh, but, you know, I'm being a little bit flip about it. Uh, particularly with these two in the Giants game and uh, and setting them up the way it was. Yeah, the two in the Giants game actually was negative 11 EPA just on those two plays and negative 0.558 uh, wins. So so That's over half a win. So, yeah. so huge swings for these two. I think one or two of the turnovers in the fourth quarter were um, you know, quote unquote, meaningless. Uh, I, I forget exactly which ones, but um, they weren't as as impactful. So, when you look at all six, it, it kind of averages down a little bit. But, um, but yeah, this week it was huge. The, the turnovers. Um, it's just another thing that they need to stop. And I think it's um, you know what a, a lot of the players and coaches seem to have said afterwards is you know they're just kind of forcing it. And I think that's a big thing. They just need to go out there and play and. Uh, not kind of, you know, not try so hard at the fourth quarter. Just go out there and do what they've been doing. So, all right. Uh, obviously, those are terrible. Let's move on here. 34 out of 37 is my next number. Justin Tucker has made 34 of his last 37 field goal attempts between 50 and 57 yards. That's 91.9% of his last 37 kicks he's made at that range. Um, Tucker's streak started at the end of 2015 in December of 2015. I can't easily separate it for other kickers instead, I, uh, unless I start at the beginning of 2016. But if I look at the beginning of 2016, all other NFL kickers have made 588 of 905 or 65% of their kicks from those distances over the period. So first thing I want to do is make sure I plug a show that's coming up with Aaron Schatz, the football outsiders, editor-in-chief and founder that'll be on uh, next week. I think on Monday is, is the planned date to release it, but I'll certainly promote that on, on Twitter. Uh, has a great thing about the, the career of Justin Tucker and where he fits in with the history of NFL kickers. Uh, very well done and, and a lot of good analysis on his part. Uh, strategically, though, 
this is where I think this affects the Ravens. You know, we can we can cheerlead with Tucker's statistics all we want, but but one of the interesting things about this is that the Ravens have chosen to get in front of the kicker market in terms of Tucker's extension. They didn't have to extend him when they did, but they did. They extended him and they extended him at, at the highest price ever given to a kicker. And I think that's a really good savvy business move because, well, first, if you always, when you're first to extend, you should do a little bit better than the other guys. But second, I think you're going to force other teams to overpay their kickers who are temporarily have some claim to be as good as Tucker. And there's a lot of those folks. There are a lot who temporarily can claim, well, I made five of my last six kicks from 50 to 57 yards, that sort of thing. Um, there are a lot of, a lot of Evan McPherson and all these other guys fit into that category. Um, Almost nobody, uh, well, probably actually no one, can can claim they were they were as good as Tucker over an extended period of time. Yeah, it's um, you know, a couple couple thoughts. You know, it's amazing what Tucker's been able to do when he goes out there for a long kick. It's almost just a mindset of okay, you know, give me three points. You know, it's it it completely changes your perspective as a fan, and I'm sure also as the coaches in in making their decisions. It's really in, an interesting. Um, component to think about when, when you talk about like the fourth down decisions and and things like that. It, it's he's a completely different weapon than other other teams kickers. And then as far as the extension goes, you know, it, it's so great because you know even paying him the highest in the market that's nowhere near his value. Like right. incrementally more <laughs> than the second best kicker as far as cap is nowhere near because he's vastly above the you know the all the other kickers in in um you know in the league so uh so no matter what you're paying him um if you're paying him like a regular kicker you're you're getting a steal so all right i will uh jump jump to my next numbers uh 76 percent and 67.2 percent so this kind of was a hot button issue on Twitter this week. Seventy-six. Uh, Pat Ricard played seventy-six percent of the snaps in Week Six. Uh, Forty-four out of fifty-eight snaps is how I had it. Um, and overall for the season, he's played sixty-seven point two percent of the snaps, which is uh, second only to Mark Andrews for non-O-line and non-quarterback uh, for the offense. So you have the kind of, I guess, skill positions other than Lamar, um, which is pretty crazy to think about when he's your fullback. So, um, but the thing is that they've had much higher EPA when he's on the field versus when he's off. Um, and I'm not pretending or saying, suggesting that that's because of him. It's uh, because of his direct play, but it's how more because of how defenses react to him being on the field is my, my take from it. Um, Doesn't that mean though, if he's like a second Lamar on the field, that's affecting the play of other players, he gets credit for that. I well, I think he should get partial credit for sure, and I, I think that that uh, Greg Roman, for as much flack as he gets, should get partial credit for understanding that when he's on the field, he uh, it's an advantage. So, um, you know, overall with him on the field, the EPA there's been an average of EPA of zero point one four four versus negative zero point one nine eight without him, and it's even flowed through with pass plays, especially with a EPA of 0.2 with him and negative 0.075 without him. And, and this significant amount of plays in both categories. So those are uh, like valid numbers. So. Do, do I, is that 21 one hundredths of a point difference or 20, 27, 28 one hundredths of a point difference between the two? 
Either one is extraordinary, by the way, with between with and without. It's 28, uh, 28 100s. Wow. Between because it's 21 above and then seven below. So 28 100s. So, you know, over a quarter of a of a point expected point difference on a play with him versus without. So four plays with him. That's a point different than four plays without him. So it, it's amazing. And a lot of that is is really uh, driven by how the defenses have played. Um, they've averaged one fewer defenders in the box on plays without, um, without him. So, uh, you know, they're putting players in the box, which makes it easier to pass outside and, and deep. So I think, um, you know, it's, it's really been clear the impact he has even on passing plays. So, yeah, that's, that's great. I mean, it certainly justifies the fact to a degree, at least that the Ravens have been playing the heaviest formations in recent football history. And we've talked about this, I think, a little bit on this show, but we've definitely been talking about on the on the uh, offensive show regularly, is that they're averaging over 2.3 uh, heavies, that's sixth offensive linemen, tight ends, and fullbacks per play. Last week against the Giants, I looked through it, and I could have counted wrong, but I saw two snaps of 11 personnel. Okay, just, just looking at the faster data there. Yep. Yep. No. I just, yeah, uh, it's it's remarkable. It was, uh, and I some of it impacted with the injuries, but but man, that is uh, it is a wild stat. Yeah. All right, let's move on here. Seventy-five, fifty-five, and thirty-five. Rashad Beatman has receptions of those lengths, seventy-five, fifty-five, and thirty-five, and those are the three longest for the Ravens this year. If you look at the Ravens' offense, other than him, Duvernay has been effective. He's had nine point six yards per target. Came down a little bit and came back to earth this last week. Uh, with only one catch on five targets for 14 yards. But his long the entire season is only 26 yards. He did get missed on a big one down the right sideline. Uh, or a big one, uh, maybe not down the right sideline, but a big one by Lamar in the game. He missed the two long passes. Um, Andrews has been certainly good, but his longest catch of the year is only 25 yards. That actually surprised me quite a bit that he hasn't had a longer uh, catch among as many as he's had. The only other player with a catch for more than 20 yards this season is Isaiah Likely with one catch for 34. So, you know, Demarcus Robinson, I'll bring up one more player. Bateman's replacement at the X has a long of 15 yards this year. So if you're looking for reasons why the Ravens got Deshaun Jackson, I think this is is maybe how they're looking at it is there's just been nobody else. We hope Demarcus could be the guy. We hoped you know, what we saw in that final preseason game in terms of wiggle would translate into some wins uh, versus versus cornerbacks in the regular season. It really hasn't. Um, the team does an excellent job of stretching the field horizontally, but it really needs to do more to stretch the field vertically in order to help both the pass and the run games, in my opinion. Yeah, that's uh, those are some pretty crazy numbers for sure. Uh, definitely shows how much they've, they've missed Bateman and the explosive plays. Uh, you really have to kind of punish the defense for loading up the box which which the the defenses have been loading up the box but they haven't been punished enough uh for doing so um yeah definitely disappointing numbers from robinson for sure really shocked i'm i'm with you right there with being shocked with uh with andrews he's done so well i'm amazed that he hasn't busted one deep so but um yeah you know i think um we'll we'll see what deshaun jackson has i've actually that feeds kind of right into my my next set of numbers so i'll just kind of read those um 18.7 8.5 and 13.3 uh 18.7 was the air yards per target um 
uh, by Desha- for Deshaun Jackson in 2021. It was the highest by anyone that who was targeted uh, at least 25 times. Uh, 8.5 uh, yak, which was good for 19th highest in 2021. Again, for anyone with 25 targets, uh, it's really impressive to have such a strong air yards and yak uh, number. It's normally one or the other. It's it's pretty amazing that he was able to go deep and continue and, and can um, you know get the yards after catch. Uh, the, la- the third number, 13.3, uh, was the yards gained per target um, highest in um, highest in 2021. So he's got he's got left, he's got legs, he's uh, you know he's got the speed. Um, so we'll see, you know, we'll see how it, it translates with Lamar, but um, he's definitely got the ability to stretch the field uh, as we saw last year. So. I'm I'm of the opinion that Deshaun Jackson has a relatively limited chance to help the Ravens, but if it works out, it's going to really work out in terms of it being exactly addressing the problem. And that 13.3, 13.4, whichever it was, yards per target was the number that really clicked me in. And normally, if you if you look at the pattern of a receiver who ages, yards per target starts to really suffer at a certain age. So there's only a couple of things that can help that from happening. One is being not the primary receiver despite having exceptional yards per target numbers. So Deshaun Jackson, I think, has basically had that. There's always been one receiver above him. And if he comes here, you know, he's certainly going to be a secondary target to Mark Andrews. He will not be the throw up and pray target for Lamar Jackson. At least I do not believe that will be the case initially. So he won't have those decreasing value of marginal targets that I sometimes talk about with Andrews that'll come up where there are a lot of intercepted balls, a lot of contested catches that get thrown to him uh, a, a late on a, on a, uh, a, during a slow developing play. On the other hand, I don't think he's necessarily going to be that great in terms of yards per route run, because I don't think he's going to be targeted that much if things are really how the Ravens want it. So this is a very, a very interesting, odd case of an ancient man coming to town uh, you know, the Ravens hoping he's going to he's going to pick them up. And and by the way, I, I can't remember a more polarizing player signed by the Ravens in recent times than Jackson seems to be. Go out to Twitter. There's people screaming at the Costa, uh, you know, about it, certainly. And, and there's some that, that that are OK with it or, or, or you know, conservatively OK with it, guardedly OK. It might, it might describe me, but he is a he's a player who really has his detractors right now. Yeah, you know, he's no guarantee for sure. You know, he's got downsides for sure. You know, I think, um, you know, I, I think he's got to know what he is signing up for, which he should presumably <laughs> seeing the whole offense. You know, this isn't like week one. You, you know, you don't know how the offense is going to shake out. He he knows what he's coming in for. So uh, hopefully that helps. Um, Give me yeah, your prediction here. Give me your prediction. Three numbers I want from you. We'll each do this, and I'll write mine down in advance so I'm not cheating here. I want three things. I want number of targets per game, because we don't know how many games he's going to play, so it really matters how many games are there. Um, Yards per game and uh, snaps per game. I think if we have all those, we have everything we need to to calculate the other figures. Just take a a moment to write this down, and we'll make the Jeopardy music come in. (laughs) Do, 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 do. Okay, got my numbers. All right. I'll go first and then you could 
Yeah. Then you can make fun of how bad my numbers are. No, my, uh, mine aren't there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so the first one was how many targets per game? Eight targets per game. Yeah, I'm going with. Uh, I'm going with two. Okay, I went with one point eight. So you're you're in good okay. you're in good company. Yards per game. Uh, yards per game. I'm going with fifteen. Uh, I'm going with twenty four. And I just realized I gave him a lot of yards per target there, and I would I would probably ought to cut that down okay but 15 so that's you're, you're at 7.5 yards per target that seems more realistic than me yeah and big drop off but we'll see snaps uh, i'm going with 10 okay 10 and i said 22 i think you don't have another x right now i think they'll if for whatever games he's activated for i think it'll be bateman out sorry uh, bateman might still be out for them and he's replacing um demarcus robinson as the as the starting x yeah, that'd be interesting. Demarcus has gotten a number of snaps. I've been amazed with how many snaps he's gotten so far this season for as little production as he's had. So yeah, there isn't anybody else to play that X. I mean, they're, they're really they're SOL right now. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what uh, what what shakes out then. You know, I I, I think he very low risk. Um, I I don't. The only risk I see is him blowing up the the locker room, but I don't see that happening. I just, uh, the, the money invested is, is minimal. Um, you know, he's on the practice squad now when he gets elevated, presumably he'll make the vet man, maybe some week to week, um, incentives. Yep. And it'll be week to week. So if he gets injured, it's no big deal or it's, it's not as big of a deal. So if he gets um, injured, he gets paid for the rest of the year. Right. So that would be a big deal. He does. Right? Okay. He does. And it is, uh, you know, it is depending on whether he's an elevation or a regular on the roster it's a little bit different but um so i guess it's more playing time you know playing quality versus injury but um yeah we'll we'll, we'll see so all right i have one left you have one left is that right correct yep okay so i think it's my turn to go for 7.3 percent. that's the football outsiders playoff model chance for the ravens to win the super bowl it remains the third highest after the bills and the eagles pretty incredibly 33.6 percent for the bills 20.8 percent for the eagles 7.3 percent for the ravens is still third I do think that's probably too high. One of the things about Football Outsiders is that their playoff model adjusts for quarterback injuries and adjusts for huge pass rusher injuries occasionally, like T.J. Watt. is. There's an adjustment for the Steelers' chances for him. But the Ravens have such a broad set of injuries to you know star players and, and some non-star players that have, that have made them very thin at places like outside linebacker. I don't know if they've completely got that adjusted for within their system. In fact, there's no adjustment for the Ravens in the system. Um, what I basically say is this is still one of the better teams in the league. And Ravens fans, for all that's wrong, for all the things, I mean, a 3-3 three and three team that's going into a divisional game with the, the sole possession of first place will come out of it with sole possession of first place if they happen to win. There's people dying in the Ukraine. There's a lot worse things around than what's going on here. This is a This is a... A, a unfortunate thing, but it's not the end of the world. And uh, we may actually be at the lowest point right now for injuries. Now, I almost never say that during the season because I normally my position is you never get healthier as the season moves along. But the Ravens have this unusual spot where they're getting four players back. You could say it's even more than that because returning this week is Justice Hill. All right, you've heard us talk about liquid death for a few weeks now, but have you started paying attention when you go to your convenience store? Did you notice those strange tall boys of beer, but they're in the bottled water section or they're in a store that doesn't sell alcohol, but it looks like they've got beer? It's because it's not beer. 
It's mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called liquid death. Why is it called liquid death? Well, because it brutally murders your thirst. It's infinitely recyclable. Tallboy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. Plus, they donate 10% of the profits to every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. And I don't know, for some reason, it seems like the water's always colder in a can rather than a bottle. Plus, you can have some fun with it. I had fun this weekend where I took a couple tall boys of liquid death to coach a little league. You put those right into the uh, dugout with a bunch of eight-year-olds, and you'll get some attention. You got some parents looking. Definitely get some attention. But no, I had to show everyone it's just liquid death. I'm just drinking water in a dugout with a bunch of little league kids. So go get liquid death for yourself. Test it. Try it out. You're going to fall in love with it like I do. So go get liquid death at your local Harris Teeter or 7-Eleven. Or find a liquid death retailer near you with the store locator tool at liquiddeath.com forward slash film study. That's liquiddeath.com slash film study. You know, at some point, Justin Houston is going to come back. They've got Edwards, Bowser, Ajabo, and Kolar slated to come back basically over the next three weeks. A lot of players are coming back for this team. They have a bye week to try and get healthy after this Tampa game. Uh, so there is a chance. Actually, it's bye week after the New Orleans game, isn't it? So it's a, they have a little bit of a wait before they yep. get that. Week and a half, though, after the, the Tampa game. It's a Thursday game. So it's a mini bye. Mini bye. So and so and then a, and then a bye after a Monday, which is nice. You, that's a good scheduling advantage for them. So they've got a chance to um, get healthy from this point, I think. And and if they do, this could be still a, a rare midseason up blip in health uh, for a team. So I think there's still a, a pretty good chance for the Ravens this year. Yeah, I think they've just been so close on all the games. You know, they've never or they haven't had a, you know, <laughs> uh, where they laid an egg during the game or whatever. You know, it's it's been um, execution, penalties, kind of shooting yourself in the foot, uh, injuries, you know, in in the fourth quarter. Things that, um, you know, if things turn the right way for them, they could, they could really get ro- going. And, you know, we've seen numerous times in the past where, it's it's not necessarily the best team, but it's the team that gets on a roll at the end that that really makes a run in the playoffs and 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 that turn in health I think could be huge for for that uh, that sort of change for the Ravens for the second half you know second two thirds uh, or the the second and third third of uh, the season for the Ravens so yeah I'm I'm right there with you I think um, there's been some tough games but um, but but a lot of reason for hope so and. Um, my last numbers are, are kind of right there. And I, I really I don't think they're getting as much press as they should, should be getting for this uh, 6.06. And, and, and that's the key number. And then also 5.35, 6.06 is the yards gained by Baltimore on run plays. Like that, that is an unbelievable number to have over six yards gained per rush. Uh, it's the highest in the NFL by by a good margin. Detroit is second highest with 5.66. Uh, for comparison, Baltimore in 2020 was 5.46, and in 2019 was 5.44. So, like, so more than half a yard above those historic running ru- rushing offenses. I understand it's sweet six and it's hard to keep going and everything like that. But we've got running backs coming back. We've got O line clicking. Um, it's just really encouraging to see how 
phenomenal the the rushing offense has been and especially after a slow start uh in the first couple weeks so um and the other number 5.35 was the yards allowed to running backs by cleveland which is fourth worst they're ranked 30th in uh dvoa for rush defense so uh i'm hoping let's just keep those numbers running and uh (laughs) rolling and uh and, and rack and uh you know, rack up some more rush yards this week and, and keep those, um, the average even higher. So. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, you'd have to hope it often comes down. The team will overcompensate to their own weakness. So a, a team like Cleveland, we might be doing them some favors to not have to put their slot corner on the field. I will say this. I think the Ravens are done a favor by any other team who doesn't put three receivers on the field. Cause slot corner is one of the big weakness. If you don't put three receivers on the field, then you get, an extra defensive lineman in the game. And that's where the Ravens are deepest right now. So you, you, we may see some of that from the Browns too, and the Browns being a little bit better, but they really have a batch of hot, hot garbage on their defensive linemen so far. So at least we've got that to look forward to. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something that I hope we can exploit because that'll be huge. And uh, and if so, then I hope they can keep that going in the fourth quarter and just uh, <laughs> milk away the clock and get the victory. So. Wouldn't that be nice? Just a normal end to a football game <laughs> instead of uh, one of these other miseries. All right, I Dan. Can, I can deal with that. Yep. <laughs> always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, tell folks where they can talk football with you. Yeah, you can reach out to me on Twitter. It's at uh, DP Reese, uh, then the number eight. Um, you know, just reach out. Lots of numbers going on uh, now that we're a third of the way through the season. And I'll uh, make sure to, to try to uh, get out that impact of the win probability on that uh, that, that elite that illegal formation. So, All right. That's great. Uh, other folks out there, if you'd like to be on a film study short, hit me up with a DM. They're always open on Twitter. Love to hear from you. Anything you're passionate about. I'd love to talk to talk football with you. Uh, it doesn't have to be an analytics topic, although a lot of them end up being that. That's, uh, that's, that's fine. Uh, Dan, thanks again for, for doing the show with me every week. My pleasure. And we'll talk to you next time on film study. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. 
So go to trylifemd.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.